well, 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 well. Here we go again, kids. My God, it's a car cast. What's up, everybody? Hey, it's Robert Van Gorkum, a.k.a. Bob. I don't know. That's my name. They gave it to me. I didn't pick it. I don't love it. It's not my favorite, but... I guess I got to stick with it. I mean, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm deep in, you know, so... What are you gonna do? Change your name now? Can't do that. Somebody gave me some cool nickname. I think I would, uh, I would accept it, like uh, Bobarino or Bananas Bob. I don't know. Hey, this is exciting. Uh, I've just discovered a an app, and this is the first time that I'm using it. It's called Anchor.fm, and it says that it's going to broadcast this car cast to all major podcasting avenues. Apple, Spotify, and a bunch of other things I didn't recognize. So uh, I'm going to try this out. I hope that this uh, works because my whole life right now is um, completely disheveled trying to get information out to you all in a, in a way that is easy, convenient, and of course, hopefully what I'm saying is helpful. And I've been looking for a solution to the podcasting thing for a minute. I thought I was going to have to put up a website with an RSS feed, and uh, I just got time for that, man. In between all that, I am battling constant bullshit on the interwebs and trying to be essentially as helpful as I possibly can be to as many people as I possibly can be and god damn am i tired <laughs> it's a lot of fun man i have a lot of fun um uh doing this with you all so since we've got a good bit of new people in the group over the last couple weeks and this is the very first car cast in um on anchor.fm i thought i would kind of bring everybody up to speed on what we're doing kind of how we got here I'm going to share a little bit of my story. Hopefully, this will be the beginning of uh, some people getting plugged into these and finding some helpful, helpful information. And really, all I'm trying to do is give one man's perspective. I'm just giving you my perspective and my insight over you know that uh, you know things that I've learned and trying to be really transparent about the ways that I've fucked up in my journey and on my path, and trying to save you from making the same mistakes. So that's kind of what I aim to do here. And all along the way, inviting you to join, you know, join me on this journey. I spent so many years just having no clue of really what I was doing. Uh, No clue as to how to lose weight. And it's like a, it's a very bittersweet thing. You know, I'm, on one hand, I am beyond grateful beyond grateful. My heart really is overflowing every single day with gratitude and happiness and joy for the life that I'm living today. It's very, very different than the life I was living a few years ago. So every single day, man, I'll tell you, tell you what, I, I really do feel grateful for every sunrise and every moment that I get to continue to push into this weird ass thing that we call life and, and keep trying to figure it all out. And I'll tell you what, too, man, I 
think I'm figuring some shit out. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm figuring. I mean, I'm. I almost only forty. <laughs> You know, uh, it's like about time that I figured some of this shit out, but starting to figure some things out. And if I can help along the way, then that's fantastic. So my name is Bob and I am currently 37 years old to be 38 in a little bit here. I have two beautiful children. I live in Charleston, South Carolina, and I spent most of my life obese. So just a quick history. Feel free to create my Facebook profile. It's all there. You know, I've been on Facebook forever. I've never done anything with it, but all my shit is there. So if you just want to see, you know, who, what was going on with me back in 2012, it's probably, it'd be really interesting. I should probably go back to like when all this was going on. I wonder what I was posting about uh, when I first started. Oh, I didn't really share a lot of that when I first started, but um, it might be interesting just to kind of go back and look. Well, well, anywho, anywho, um, I, you know, like a lot of people, my story is pretty unremarkable. I, I grew up in the Midwest outside of Chicago and um, great parents, great family, that whole thing. But um, God love them. My parents did not and I think still do not know how to eat. If you're listening to this, mom and dad, I'm sorry. You know I disagree with a lot of your choices, as you disagree with a lot of my choices. So there's that. How about that? <laughs> but, um, you know, I grew up in a, you know, just in the 90s, 80s and 90s, man. And, like, nobody knew what was going on. Uh, my mom was having me, not having me, I, I, I liked milk. Like, I was just like a Midwestern boy that just, whew, just got to drink some milk. Just milk all day. Uh, Bobby, we're having spaghetti and meatballs for dinner. What do you want to go with that? Oh, I have a nice, tall glass of cold milk. For real. That was like my jam. Spaghetti, meatballs, and milk. And uh, I basically just grew up... Um, you know, I, I I know that my mom really tried, for sure. I don't... You know, she didn't... She just didn't know things about these things. And that's okay. I'm not mad about this. It's like before the internet. How in the fuck are you going to learn things? You go to the library? Read a book? My God, do you know how difficult that is? Fucking dealing with doing decimal systems and shit? Fuck that. Nobody had time for that. So uh, we just kept eating shit and <laughs> didn't really know it. This was also during like the low-fat craze. So like nobody was talking about sugar. Everything to, to be healthy, it was all about eating low fat. Um, I legitimately didn't believe in calories until recently. <laughs> and shockingly, there's still some dumb fucks out there who want to argue with me about calories. I call them calorie deniers, and there's another episode prior to this that you can listen to. I will say this I'm planning on uploading all the previous episodes close to 20 episodes uh, so far uh, of the podcast, and, and I'll try and get them all up here on the uh, on Anchor. Uh, I, I really didn't even know about these things. So anyway, I was I, I was overweight. I started getting weight when my family moved from the house that I was kind of like born into, uh, and moved. And I look back now, I kind of wonder if that was some sort of a trigger, 
wonder if it, you know, if it had, there was something about the, just the change of it all. I'm not here to get into that right now, but maybe another time. Um, so I started getting weight then, and I didn't know what happened. I remember having a babysitter tell me, oh, you know, you'll just run around. I remember it, it, at that age being like, what the hell's happening to my body? I literally remember at that age being like, I'm getting fat. And uh, I remember a babysitter, like talking to a babysitter about this. And uh, they were like, ah, don't worry about it, you're, you're young and uh, you're just going to run around and, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Like, of course you're going to tell a seven or eight year old that thinks they're fat. Like, oh yeah, you are, bro. Really need to, really need to watch, watch those calories. Um, so they, they probably told me the right thing. And it's funny because I, I can remember throughout childhood different times being like, hey, what's what's going on here? Like, why do I got these titties? You know, what, what's up with this? Well, I'm, a, I'm a boy and my tits are bigger than some of the girls that I go to school with. You know, this is weird. Just getting a gut, love handles, all this stuff. By the time 11, 12 came around, you know, going to the pool at summer times, you know, started to become an issue. And I remember at that age... You know, being like, God, I'm feeling like this, like I don't want to take my shirt off around Jessica or, you know, who, whoever it was at that time and starting to feel self-conscious about my weight. So my story, you can just fucking fill in the blanks here. It's like everybody else's story. Just kept going every summer because I was in the Midwest uh, and during you know school years, I would always say, all right, this, I'm going to use this summer to lose weight. I'm going to ride my bike like, super hard every day, like, all the way down the prairie path to fucking Wisconsin and back every single day. And uh, and I was going to use the summer months to lose weight. I had seen kids that had gone through growth spurts or weight loss. And, you know, we all had that, that girl that, you know, went away, you know, summer and then came back and she was like, you know, a model or something. So I had seen kids transform, you know, in my, in my school days and I was ready for something like that in my life. And I tried, I really did try. Uh, and by try, I mean, you know, just exercise all the time, like was trying to be active, played sports in the summer, um, just tried to be active in the summer months, uh, in, in hopes that at some point what somebody, what people were always telling me would finally become real, that, that I would lose the weight, that it was just natural, I would hit a growth spurt, and I would turn into a normal person. Well, surprise, surprise, motherfuckers, that did not happen. <laughs> I went to um, college, and uh, I went to a Baptist university, and lo and behold, they had a buffet, y'all. <laughs> so I'm a fat kid that showed up to Bible college, and uh, they wouldn't let you talk to girls, but there was like, there's a buffet here. So, uh, naturally, um, I just started hitting the buffet nice and hard because, yeah, you know, it was delicious, you know, as a college kid. I mean, it was better than the dorm, than dorm food. Uh, it re they really did have pretty decent food, but for sure I was eating all the wrong stuff. You know, there was definitely a dessert area. There was a soft serve ice cream area. Um, there was a lot of unhealthy options. Now... I'm not trying to throw my school under the bus for that. 
I'll throw them under the bus for a whole lot of other shit. <laughs> they could suck it for many different reasons, but not for that. They had they had options there that I really could have uh, really could have eaten differently in college had I known. There was a salad bar. There was usually always some sort of protein. I could have been eating the way that I eat now. I know for a fact, no problems back in my college days. I had access to a unbelievable, you know, fitness center on campus. Never stepped foot in it, really, unless I was forced to, which I was a couple of times. (laughs) Um, And so my college years just, you know, made me gain weight, gain weight. I got married really young, right out of college, moved to northern Michigan. It's like snowy there all the time. So my wife and I at the time, you know, I, I unfortunately probably was the cause of her gaining some weight as well. Uh, but, you know, because we just sit inside in the winters in Michigan and just eat comfort food. You know, to me, I wasn't getting on a scale. I, I didn't like getting on a scale. I didn't want to be on a scale. I mean, fuck that. Like, I don't want to. I, I was comfortable just telling myself the number that was on my driver's license, which was generally 20 to 40 pounds off at, at, at any given time. Um, the times that I did get on a scale, um, I remember very vividly, um, for some reason, 300 pounds was just like scary to me, but 290 wasn't, which is hilarious now when I think about it. The difference is between 290 and 300 is like, you know, so insane to me now. However, um, you know, when, when I would get on a scale at our house in Michigan, if it was too close to 300 pounds, I would basically just freak out or start doing what I, the only things that I knew, which were, uh, people would always talk about portion control. Bobby, you really, you really need to work on your portion control. Portion control, you know, just, you might be just eating a little bit too much. Just you watch your portions, okay? And just try to exercise. Maybe if you watch your portions and you exercise, then you won't be so heavy. Okay, so I'll, I'll do that. Thank you for the input. First of all, I guess, thank you. Second of all, don't ever talk to me about my fucking weight again, you asshole. This is what I would say to myself, like, in my, <laughs> in my mind. I'd be so upset, you know, like, people would say things, I'd, I'd be, like, shaking my head, like, nodding, trying to fight back tears, <laughs> you know? Oh, God. I'm so fat. This is not changing it. I know you just want to help me, but I don't know about it. Not have more portions of Oh, hungry! And I'd just be so hungry. Like, when you talk to me about portion control, I was like, yeah, but why would I not eat my whole dinner? <laughs> I guess was like my thinking at the time. That doesn't make any sense. I have to eat my dinner, you know? Um, so these things, you know, I, I don't know if you can relate, you know, if you're, if you're obese or have been obese or you've been struggling with these things, maybe you can relate. Um, and so I didn't know what to do. So to me, portion control and exercise was just eating less and being miserable, um, going to the local, you know, community center and getting on an elliptical for 
30 minutes, 40 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever, probably never an hour. And this is the ticket, man. This is like all of us, right? You're like, what in the fuck? I'm going, I'm eating less. So I'm unhappy about that. Then I'm dragging my ass to the, the fitness center and I'm hitting the elliptical for 30, 40 minutes, three days a week, which is what I hear, you know, everybody's doing. I, when you, I go to the gym three days a week, three to four days a week, no? two, three, two, three days, three, three days. So, you know, hitting the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, going there, going to the locker room, getting dressed, hitting the elliptical, those 40 minutes seem like death. You know, I'm sweating my balls off. I'm miserable. I hate it. I'm just thinking about every, like just the anger as I'm huffing and puffing away, forcing myself to do it. Thinking, okay, okay, you're gonna you're gonna start seeing results soon. Hi, right. are you skinny yet? Are you skinny yet? And just not being skinny. But of course, not weighing myself, not tracking anything, not knowing anything about this stuff. And then tell me if you've been here before, but after, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, two months, four months, whatever, whatever your breaking point was, we all get to it, right? We get to a breaking point where you go, fuck this, fuck it, fuck this. I'm hungry, I'm unhappy, I'm miserable, and this shit is not working. So what is the natural conclusion here? I can't lose weight. I can't lose weight. I try, I have tried. People say diet and exercise, I do that, it doesn't work. People say do this, I do that, it doesn't work. And over the years you develop this inner inner story that there's something different about you. You're overweight, you've always been overweight, especially if you're really like more than like what's kind of acceptably overweight in our society, which I definitely was. Like if you're, I don't know if I'm going to fit in the booth overweight. I don't know if I'm going to have to get a seatbelt extender on the flight overweight. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That kind of overweight. That's like a different, that's like obesity, right? And for me, I was in the morbid obesity category, which is hysterical to me. Hysterical. Because I never, ever, ever even thought of myself as obese, let alone the term morbidly obese. Never, never, not even at my highest, which the highest that I know of was a scale at that fitness center in Michigan that uh, was 320 pounds. It was like a dietitian scale. And um, I refused to believe it. I thought it had to have been 20 pounds off, you know, because of my whole hang up about 300. I don't know when I got it on scale again after that. It might have been years later. Probably was. It probably was when I when I finally got going in 2014. Um, but the idea of that I was obese. No, 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 no. Like I know obese people. I see obese people on TV, and you know these are like some freaks. You know that's not me. That's not me. I'm not. I'm not a freak. I just I got a little bit of weight to lose, but I'm like a normal person. You know, and I thought of myself as just kind of like a fun, cute, chubby guy. <laughs> That's like, you know, people would be like, um, I, I would make this joke like, um, I'm not fat, I'm husky or something. I would say something like that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm husky. You know, that was always like my, my, my response. So there's definitely like this mental, uh, let's call it cognitive dissonance. You know, where, you know, the, the truth is staring me 
square in the face, yet I can't reconcile it with the story that I want to believe about myself, which is I, I can't be obese. I'm not, I don't accept that label. And I certainly don't accept the label of being morbidly obese. You know, that was just like, what? And I didn't even know. I literally didn't even know. I don't even think, I'll tell you this, I, I, I'd have to go back. I don't know that I even knew that my, by my height and weight, that I was weight. I wasn't like barely morbidly obese. My BMI at 320 and 5'9 is 47.6. The high part of the scale only goes to 54. And if you're above 30, you're considered obese. Okay. So like, I wasn't just a little obese. Like I was all the way obese, you know, like almost to the highest end of the, of the spectrum, like almost off the charts obese. And in my screwed up mind, I didn't have a problem. You know, I was, I, I thought that this is just my body type. I used to think, well, this, I've, I've kind of always been like this. This is my body type kind of big like this. Everybody's always Hey, big guy, big Bob. There you go. Big Bob, big guy. Hey, big guy. I was just a big guy, man. I was always a big guy, you know, just big, round, stocky, sturdy, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, but obese, no, no. So, um, let's fast forward here a little bit. I start getting to the point where I'm like, I really don't want this. Like I'm, I really, really really don't want this in my life. Um, it was definitely starting in Michigan when I lived in Northern Michigan. Um, you know, those feelings. And then when I moved to Charleston, South Carolina, I go, I thought to myself, you have no excuse now, man. You live somewhere where the weather's great all year round. You can be active all year round. You can, I had these dreams. I, I had this vision of myself eating salads and and vegetables from farmers markets and living this like <laughs> kind of life, you know, in Charleston. Yeah, oh, I would love a salad. It's it would be delicious. I I want to live by the beach and palm trees and be thin and healthy <laughs> and drink cucumber water. Isn't life so grand when you're thin and healthy? <laughs> And that was like the, the idea that I had in my mind that I would just move to this amazing city. And it is fucking amazing, by the way. God, I love this place. But that, that somehow that I would magically become healthy. And so I kind of resolved in my mind that when I got down here, like that that was going to be a, a, a priority for me and like kind of a thing for me. But we got down here. And you know what I found out, guys? Everybody's fucking fat in South Carolina. Y'all, you ever heard of um, Duke's Barbecue on Folly Road? You ever heard of Bessinger's? <laughs> oh my God, Melvin's and Duke's and Bessinger's. And of course, I come down here for a job and, you know, most of the people I work with, my, my immediate boss is morbidly obese. His entire family is morbidly obese. So where are they taking us to eat when we come down here? It's all the, 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 the delicious Carolina barbecue place. It's nothing, you know. And again, I could have eaten healthy there, but I didn't know. And I'm like having all this. I'm having hash for the first time and, 
and collard greens and southern mac and cheese. I mean, my God, it was outlandish. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. The food was so damn delicious. And I had just never had anything like it. My God, the fried chicken, uh, the uh, the low country boils, shrimp bogs. Oh, my God. Oyster roast. South Carolina, I love you. I love you. And I love you, Charleston. But God damn, they eat some unhealthy food. It's all around you, right? So anyway, so I come down here and my, my dreams of, of being this thin fit person, um, you know, weren't really you know, th- this wasn't becoming a reality because I was still eating all this shit. Um, and I started a, a new job a, a couple years after we had gotten down here. And I've talked about this guy. I'll, I'm going to give you his name because I've, I've, I've mentioned him publicly. His name is uh, Kirk Kessler. Fantastic guy. And I'm so appreciative. And his story, his, his memory of this is different than my memory of this, which I believe him. But I also think that if you're heavy, you'll understand why my memory of this is a little bit different, okay? Now, Kurt is su- a super, 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 super nice guy, okay? Um, and his, um, shortly before, let's call it this incident happened, um, his father had, had a uh, heart attack. I believe his father has since passed and um, my, my heart goes out to you, Kurt, if you're listening to this. But, um, and that, that spurred Kurt on to lose some weight. And so I'm still ginormous. I'm probably like the heaviest I've ever been still at this time. This is 2014. This is the spring of 2014. And we had an event at our at a work called a cereal bonanza where everybody would kind of bring in a box of cereal to share and you know the company planning party committee whatever would um, provide milk almond milk bowls you know all the whatever and then you would come in, in the morning and stand around the kitchen and eat a bowl of cereal with your coworker. it was just a fun silly thing to do and it was fun so the next day, of course, there's leftovers. There's 300 boxes of cereal sitting in the kitchen. The entire fridge is just stocked with vanilla-flavored almond milk, which if you know anything about sugar and carbs, uh, you know that if you want to get a nice, healthy dose of your monthly allotment of sugar and carbs, go ahead and have a bowl of cereal with some vanilla almond milk in it. So that's exactly what I do. I, I pour a ginormous bowl of Apple Jacks cereal, like literally a probably a box of cereal into like a casserole dish or like a big Tupperware thing in the break room. And I cover it with like a half a gallon of vanilla flavored almond milk, which is just chalk loaded with sugar. And I'm standing there getting ready to eat it or eating it or whatever. And Kirk comes in and is like, hey man, what are you doing? I was like, I'm eating Apple Jacks. What, it's how apples? There's cinnamon on here. Cinnamon's like good for you. I think it's like a, it's like a nutrient. Like literally, in my mind, I'm kind of making fun of it now. But in my mind, that's literally what I'm thinking. I'm like, it's like the box says whole grains. It has a stamp on it. it says heart healthy whole grains. Uh, cinnamon. I know cinnamon is good. Apples. There's got to be like some benefit from the apples in here. 
almond milk, like I'm not even having milk, like almond milk is healthy. Like I'm doing the healthy milk with like an apple cereal. Guys, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I'm 32 years old and this is how my mind is thinking. Okay. And in my mind, Kurt says to me, Hey man, you should not be doing that. That is just full of sugar and carbs and you're fat and you do, you really need to not be eating those foods. I am 100% positive he didn't say it that way and uh, that he said it in a much kinder manner, but that was what came across to me. And it it kind of stung, you know, having someone kind of point out to me like, hey man, you're a, you're a really heavy guy, like you're a big dude and you're eating a ton of sugar and carbs. And that was the first time anybody said anything to me about sugar and carbs. And this was spring of 2014. So I'm like, what do you, you know, I'm probably like, what do you, what do you mean by sugar and carbs? You know, so I'm eating my Apple Jacks. And he's like, listen, man, he's like, you know, told me about his father, told me about his weight loss. Uh, he had lost like 50 pounds or something like that. And he goes, I just gave up sugar and carbs. And um, I stopped eating it all together. And I lost this weight and I feel much better and I'm at like a normal weight. And I was like, okay. Now, I sat on this info for several weeks. Of course, like the dumb fuck that I am, I did nothing with it. But it gnawed at me, ate me up. And after a while, I thought, you know what? If, if this guy could do this, let me just see what this is all about. And one day, I just decided, I don't, I don't even know what any of this means. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to buy a scale. I'm going to actually weigh myself. And I'm going to... I'm going to just give up. I I was like, I can do that. I was like, I had never known what to do, how to start or what to do to get any kind of results whatsoever. But now I had someone giving me like some kind of a challenge that I'd never really like heard of before. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I no sugar and no carbs. I'm like, okay. I'm like, doesn't sound great, but all, it sounds like I can still eat hamburgers. It sounds like I can still eat pizza. I, I still didn't know, you know, of course. So I decide to do it. I go, okay, you know what? I psyched myself up. I decide to do it. I go to uh, Target. I have to buy an extended scale, yippee, because I'm over 300 pounds. I knew that I was, because all the the scales were like up to 225 or up to 250 or something. I knew I was bigger than that. So I bought a a heavy scale, you know, like a a deluxe thing, because I had to, anyway, you get it. Stepped on it. It was April 5th, 2014. I was 305 at that point. And uh, I said, okay, I'm not going to eat sugar. I'm not going to eat carbs. I go to the grocery store and I just start reading labels. And that's how I started, y'all. I just literally started reading labels. And the, you want to know what my first meal was? It was raw spinach, like a bag of spinach, a pack of pre cooked brats and yellow mustard because I went to the store and that's what I figured out that's all that's what I figured out that that day <laughs> that how I could eat I was like god damn and going to the grocery store that day was a really eye-opening experience and I, I guess you know in, in that moment I probably could have been like god I'm not going to go home and eat a bowl of spinach leaves with brats and mustard on it but I did. I didn't know anything about calories. I didn't know anything about macros. I didn't know anything about fucking anything. But that's how I started. That's how I started. Somebody told me, hey man, you're fat. 
and you're fat because you're eating too much sugar and too much grains. And so I gave them up and uh, I started getting on the scale, kept eating, didn't know what I was doing, honestly, did not know what I was doing at all. Uh, was not counting calories, was not doing anything else. I, would, I just knew that if I had carbs or sugar in it, I wasn't eating it, period. That was it. That was my whole method. Uh, after about a month, I think I wasn't even try. I didn't know about my fitness pal. I wouldn't know about that until um, about three months in. My brother turned me on to, to tracking food. He taught me about calories and stuff. And um, it wasn't until that deep into the game till I started kind of piecing everything together. I mean, it took months and months and months to kind of understand for me what was going on and 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 getting a good handle on on all these things. So my journey kind of really started out really rocky. You know, it was months of just going to the grocery store, having no direction. Man, there, there was no keto websites, or not many if they were out there. I, didn't, I hadn't even really heard the term ketogenic diet. Um, I started to hear it when I, told, when I was telling people what I was doing. Uh, when I started to lose a little bit of weight and they were like, hey, and it was starting to become noticeable, I said, I just gave up sugar and carbs. That's all I did and that's all I knew about. Um, and then as the weight began to come off, um, I started thinking about, started talking to some guys at work that were like, what I thought were like handsome men, you know, um, shout out to B-Bomb, um, for getting me in the gym. And these were just guys that I thought were really cool guys that as fat Bob, I was really intimidated by. Because they had like really jacked arms and they were like in shape and they, they lifted weights. I had never touched a weight in my life, you know. But as the weight started to come off, you know, I started to realize, oh, I can do this. And uh, I want to change my body. So that's kind of when I started hitting the gym about a year into my weight loss. Um, and that, that year was, man, it was one hell of a teacher. I ended up losing just at about 100 pounds in the right at about my year mark. Six months of that were a stall. Six months I spent battling to get from like 220 down below 200. And I've talked about that previously. So if you're listening to this and you haven't heard me talk about that, go check out the episode, How to Deal with Stalls. But um, I stuck with it. Um, I'm still sticking with it. And when I, when I talk about sticking with it, to me, what I feel like I am doing is I have learned through trial and error through many years, through a lot of heartache and pain and misery and suffering and commitment and persistence and discipline and anger and um, every fucking emotion that you can imagine and every you know setback and difficulty that you could probably imagine during this process. And I have just been um, and still remained fucking relentlessly committed to improving my life every goddamn fucking day because fuck that shit fuck that shit in my past all of it that life that misery the not not knowing the not having a say in my own health in my own body in how I was existing in the world and interacting with with the world fuck that man that, that is some bullshit. And I'm here to tell you too, if you're feeling that way in your own life currently, if you're feeling stuck,
stuck, if you're feeling like, God, this is, I, I want out. I've been battling this my whole life. I want fucking out of this. I am here to tell you that there is a path out for you. I am here to help you discover that path and find the version of you that you believe is, is true and is inside of you. And my message has always been and will continue to be that there is no answer outside of yourself that is going to help you. The answer and the tools that you need are already within you. You are the answer to this problem. Each one of us needs a process to follow and a path to go down. These are the two things that I talk about all the time. I'm trying to like boil everything that I know down to the simplest terms and just give things to people to help them get out of this state of their life. And um, we'll talk more about that as you guys get plugged in more into the group and um, start understanding the the philosophy behind all this and some of the, the tools that you can use to help get yourself going down your path. Um, there's a lot more we, we, we can say and talk about that. But listen, there's one thing that I do know, that if you want out, you can get out. I promise you, you can get out. If you're overweight, if you're obese, if you're morbidly obese and you're ready to be done, <laughs> oh boy, there's a path for you. I got it, baby, but it ain't what you think <laughs> and you ain't going to like it, but it, it's the path, man. It is the path. It is the way to a new life and uh, it is inside of you. You can find it. You can discover it. And it has been my joy to get to know some folks in this group and meet some people through Facebook and help them take the first steps on their path. All right, y'all, this is a kind of a longer uh, car cast. Thank you so much for listening to my story and just kind of getting caught up on how we got here. There's a lot more we could say, and uh, uh, thank you for letting me have some fun with this. But we'll see how this goes. Um, if you have questions, uh, leave them in the comments or send me a message. I'm always available. I love to talk to people and love to help and do anything I can to help you start um, the process of walking your path. Much love today, you fucking creepy, weird, walking, talking monkey people. So bizarre. Have a great day. Mwah.